Previously on Badger and the Blitz. London, it's not safe no more. Run, Badger! Run! Got ya! Get off! Leave him without saying hello? Enemy spotted, Badger. Josie. Josie the Priest. That's quite an adventure you've had already. What about Badger? They want to put her to sleep. We should take her in. I think this could be just what she needs. Woohoo! They arrive outside a house with a green front door surrounded by roses. Josie pulls out the newspaper clipping. Well, this looks like the place. Are you ready? Jack and Josie stand outside the grand house belonging to Duchess Hamilton. Rise and shine. Josie peels back the blanket in the pram, which wakes Badger, who until that point has been fast asleep. Jack, meanwhile... Don't be dirty, Jack. ...is picking his nose. Best behaviour, she won't look after Badger. All right. You ready? As will ever be. Right, Badger? The door swings open to reveal a maid. Her face looks like she hates her job. And she looks unimpressed at having been disturbed. And even more so at Josie and Jack having been the cause of the disturbance. Trades round back. But we ain't buying. We're here to see the Duchess. The maid looks down and notices Badger. Oh, I see. Your Grace, we've got another one. You better come inside. The floor and walls of the entrance hall are lined with white stone. Blimey! It's as tall as our entire house in here. At the top of the ceiling is a giant domed skylight. It's so big, it's almost like the room has got its own sky inside. The walls are painted pale green and lined with paintings of grand-looking people, mostly on horseback. Jack studies the pictures. Don't smile much for rich people, do they? Shh! You're terrible, you are. Brew here, if you please. The maid opens the door to a large side room with at least 50 dogs of all shapes and sizes. Some dart around, play fighting with each other, and some sleep, others chasing their own tails. Blimey, how many she got? 52, if memory serves. The rest in the country. Rest? 314, to be exact. What's that stink? Jack buries his head in his arm, trying to block out the smell that's wafted in with her. It really does stink. Smells rotten. Jack, don't be rude. Begging your pardon, ma'am. Windpipes and fish heads, dear. Very nutritious. Me dad's right. Rich people are bonkers. Shh, Jack. Sorry. Oh, what a sweet boy. And who do we have here? This is Badger. Like most people who meet her, Duchess Hamilton is puzzled by Badger's name. She's waiting for her stripes. <gasps> How splendid! I think. Now, who wants some tea? I don't much care for windpipes. Glad to hear it. I don't either, but the pooches love it. I'm guessing lemonade and cake is more up your street. Follow me. I've never met a real Duchess before. <laughs> Call me Nina. As the maid clears the remnants of tea, Jack stuffs a final piece of cake into his mouth while sliding a small triangular sandwich into his pocket. Well, you never know when you're going to need a pocket sandwich. Josie returns to the room carrying a tape measure. I found one. Thanks. (laughs) I see you enjoyed the cake. Best I've ever had. 
Jack takes the tape measure and walks over to Badger, who's been sleeping her lunch off on a nearby rug. Come on, girl. Up. Do you think she's soldiery? Soldiery? The Duchess says they're turning some dogs into soldiers. In that case, I think she's very soldiery indeed. Look, I've spoken with your father and he's agreed. Badger can stay here. But he still wants you out of London with the other evacuees. Jack hears her, but he's too tied up with measuring Badger to take much notice. Or he doesn't want to hear. It's not safe here, Jack. It's probably time to say goodbye. I'll give you a few minutes. Jack turns back to check he's alone. He doesn't want to let Josie see that he's crying. Sadness is like that sometimes, you know? It's private. Promise I'll be back. You have to be brave, Badge. I'm being brave. The country needs you. He steps back and wipes his eyes and salutes Badger with his bravest face before placing his hand over his heart and whispering, You'll always be in here. the room, the maid notices Jack is upset. She's landed on her paws here. The Duchess will see her all right. Don't you worry. Jack hugs her tightly. (laughs) There, there. It's going to be all right. He remembers how his mum used to hug him when he was sad. later, Jack's on the train out of London. He looks down at a cardboard label tied to his coat with string. It reads... Government Evacuation Scheme. Jack Chippet, age 11, Padstow Street, London E3. Looking around the carriage, it's filled with other children, mostly from his school. They're all pressed up at the windows, waving at people on the platform. Realising the train is leaving the station, Jack jumps to his feet and forces Excuse through me. a gap to get Sorry. to a window. Can I get through? Sorry. The platform is crowded with parents and brothers and sisters all there to wave the children off. Jack's eyes hunt for anyone he knows, and then he spots his dad. Dad, I'm over here. Take care, son. We'll miss you. I'll miss you too, Dad. See you, bruv. As the train pulls away, Jack remains pressed against the window until the last glimpse of the station vanishes and the train disappears into a tunnel. An hour later, the train charges through the countryside. All right. Who's staying with them? Dunno, you? Jack's friend Billy shows him a photo of a couple and their two children. This is Albert and Francine and their daughter Mabel and their son Ronald. He's the same age as us and he has a treehouse. Everyone has been given a letter from the families they're staying with and they're excitedly sharing details with each other. But Jack, he's still not opened his. Go on, then. Open yours. Inside Jack's envelope are two thin sheets of paper. There's no photograph. He reads the letter to himself, and on the final page, there's a list of rules. Well, what's it say? It's worse than a thought. 
can't be that bad. Welcome to Cottingham Farm. Blimey, a farm. I'd love to have somewhere like that to stay. Sounds like a right laugh. Ugh. Sorry, go on. Welcome to Cottingham Farm. Before you arrive, we want to share some of our household. <laughs> While you live with us, you will be expected to contribute to daily chores, including farm duties. Ugh. We wake at five. What? To ensure the cows are brought in for milking. Ouch. We expect everyone to behave in our house. No answering back. <laughs> Might struggle that one, mate. And always say please and thank you. We will allow one friend from school to visit once a month. Guess you'll be coming to mine then. This is a working farm, not a playground. There's no telephone in the house, but in an emergency, we may allow use of the one in the farm office. Pudding is a privilege to be earned. Signed, Mr and Mrs Weatherall. Says here it's three miles from the town. Are you all staying? Guess a look. It can't be that bad. I'm sure they've checked all these places out. Do you know how far three miles is? Mm, I'm done for. Badger and the Blitz is a Roxo production for fun kids. Supported by the Audio Content Fund. Alright, um, it's got some amazingly pink and white flowers. The leaves look quite kind of, like, um, kind of furry, you know what I mean? It's a warm spring day in late March, and ever since the leaves have started to come out, Roby Joe has been wondering why some trees lose their leaves and some don't. And also, like, how the trees know when it's time to shed their leaves. To find out, join us on the Conversations Curious Kids, wherever you get your podcasts.